right, and we are recording. We're live from the studio here. Joining right. us tonight is the uh, legendary hip-hop Lakota pioneer. Nice <laughs> How are you doing, brother? Good, man. Good. Finally, uh, glad to be on your show. It's Able an to... honor. <laughs> honor, sir. Yeah. Hook it up with these Zoom meetings. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever even actually used Zoom before, so... Yeah. This is my maybe fourth time, and then I did a, a Zoom show last week with uh, Jim Rule, and I finally finally figured out a little bit how to work this, so I thought I'd, instead of going out and spreading the coronavirus, this would be a lot easier than, a lot safer too, I suppose, but why don't you give yeah. a, a brief introduction of yourself, what you've been doing, where you're at, and uh, plans for the future, whatever you got, man. Sure, man. Uh, well, yeah, Gabriel Nightshields. I'm from the Rosebud Reservation. Um, currently, I live in Sioux Falls. I'm a hip-hop artist. I run a record label called Nightshield Entertainment. Um, we were established probably in the year 2000. Um, been putting out albums and, you know, I think we've, Maniac just put his album out. I think that was our 24th or 25th album, something like that. So, kind of lose track of them after a while. But doing that, and like I said, I'm an artist myself, so I got a handful of albums and stuff under my name also all right cool yeah we uh we met through our our mutual friend randy benes and we've had uh went down to sioux falls a few times there and had um you know hanging out with you and benoit at the time in our our yeah. younger years and it got pretty pretty uh not rowdy but it caused some <laughs> caused some damage to the neck because I, I think the first time we went down there we we went hard, had some fun, and the next day we were dead, man. We <laughs> could, we couldn't make it to the second night, and I remember we went down one year for our birthdays because me, you, my wife, uh, Randy, and uh, uh, Randy's ex-wife Deb, we all have February birthdays. Yeah, it was for a, for a few years in a row there, and um, <laughs> we went we went hard one of your shows, <clears throat> and um, the next night you had a a party bust, which me and my wife we couldn't even. We, we we slept all day the next day because we couldn't hang in with you guys. And I heard it got pretty. Was legend at this point, man. Fucking, I was so I was I was so drunk off that. Like somebody brought like a it was probably me bought a bottle of Goldschlager on the bus and just got the whole bus ruined in like an hour. And <laughs> we went to the strip club. We were at Scarlet's, and um. They, they brought me on stage at the strip club and the, the stripper fucking um, whipped my belt off, which I knew immediately. It was like, this is a, this is not going to go good. <laughs> I need my belt. I'm all fucked up. And she fucking pulls my belt off and I'm fucking sitting there and my pants just fucking, they just go down and <laughs> she's fucking, I'm on all fours and she's just slapping my ass. Like, and at this point I my my whole ass is out. Like my whole ass is out. I'm like, God damn, this is embarrassing. <laughs> just looking at the guys, I remember like seeing the guys up in Sniffers Row, like I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> like this isn't the ass we came here to see. <laughs> Did you get any oh. uh, any singles tucked in anywhere? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> find a few find a few singles buried somewhere. <laughs> Roll a quarter as fuck. <laughs> Some change. <laughs> oh man, it was, that's uh, the thing about your music, man. It's it sounds like, you know, 
listen to some songs it's like a, a party atmosphere and you know a lot of the the native hip-hop artists are more like um i don't know a lot of us didn't grow up with um you know i suppose the traditional ways and you know myself i haven't i'm not really a traditional i'm like the like the 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 worst native american ever i don't have any you know faith in the the systems and stuff like that because i don't know it just looks like a lot of work and it, it was uh when i heard your music i never really heard uh native hip-hop be really you know into where where i was at the time in my life just having fun and uh, going out and it was really not in i want to say inspiring to to hear people that aren't all even even me being in comedy you know all the at the time all the natives were um uh, sober and you know, the red road and stuff like that and it seemed like i was yeah. the only one out there raising hell telling you know dick and fart jokes and stuff like that and it was yeah. like a, a kindred spirit i suppose you know yeah well that, that's one of my biggest like pet peeves with like native entertainment in general is that it it's looked so down upon like um for you know the people to to drink or to you know say that they have fun when you know they'll be preaching all this stuff in their music or you know comedy or whatnot and then you fucking go having a beer with them after the show and they're getting rowdy and doing the same shit but they're on stage or in their music they try to act like that's fucking you know not the way to be or whatever and i always just created music on how i live like i have fun i, I want to make music that's fun i want people to have fun while they're listening to my music so i don't know i just keep it real like that I, and I like to have, I like to drink. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's where I was too, man. I, you know, um, you know, the, my first ever professional show, um, I went out to celebrate a little too hard afterwards, come back <laughs> to the hotel. I shouldn't have come back to the hotel and uh, they, they kicked me out, <laughs> kicked me out of that <laughs> hotel band for six months and yeah. my first show, but because that's at the time, that's the way I was. That's what I was doing. That's what, uh, what uh, most of my comedy is about, you know, just being all I, it's like writers say, you know, you stick with what you know, write what you know, what you know, yeah, and that's pretty much all, all I knew, man, having fun, raising hell, and just, uh, you know, I have uh, family jokes in there, not family, but, you know, about my family, and it's just, yeah. I couldn't really pretend to be something I'm not, you know, I always tell, I always hear people say, yeah, you should be like, you know, whatever other comedian, and you should yeah. do you should, wear a dress, wear makeup, and, you know, you get more followers. <laughs> no, man, I don't do yeah. that, man. It's it's just not my, not me. Yeah, man, I'm the same way. I can't, like, there was a time, like, um, when I first started, like, people that are familiar with my music, um, I have a song called Broken Dreams, which is, like, one of my biggest songs I did with, it was with, like, Jackie Bird, came out in, like, 2007. It was, like, all on the radio and stuff, but that was, like, the first time I ever blended, like, hip-hop like it was it had like real conscious lyrics and it was like had a traditional singing in the in the for the chorus and stuff like that and had the drum beat and this and that and every the song was so big that everybody was like wanting me to go in that direction of like this is what your music should be like you know just from now on you should just do this i was like but that's not really me though that's just like i made that song because so many people were telling me that that's what they wanted to hear so i made that I, I constructed that song specifically for all those audiences. And then so I actually won the Native American Music Award for that song. And so everybody was expecting me to do that. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm naming my next album Sex, Drunks, and Hip Hop. And we just went completely in the other direction. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, I've always wanted to be, I, it's, native hip hop to me is very boring. There's, it, it all sounds the same. They're all talking about the same stuff. And if that's how they live, that's awesome. But there's a lot of, a lot of cats that don't live that way or don't, you know, practice what they preach. And, the, and that's just, I don't know. I can't get down like that. Yeah, that's just, uh, you know, a lot of us grew up uh, a certain way. And uh, like, you know, like I said, I'm the, like the worst Native Native American ever. I don't hunt. I I barely <laughs> fish. You know, I don't go to ceremony. I don't sing and dance power or anything. It just, um, I, I grew up on uh, Scooby-Doo, Saved by the Bell, and Dukes of Hazard, man, and pro wrestling. And that's all I knew, man. And that's what uh, pretty, much, pretty much shows today, you know, just being what... Uh, what was around me, I suppose, you know, I wasn't really surrounded with alcohol and drugs and stuff, but it was around, but it, it wasn't really a big, big, made a big impact on my life until, you know, I start raising hell myself in my teens. And I'm, I'm at an age now where I, I can understand, you know, the why I live that way. And I'm starting to, you know, take a look back and I can't function that way anymore because i'm you know, just getting too damn old and even yeah. when i was with you guys it'd take me forever to to recover and at that time i couldn't really i was fighting the the the, the battle of not wanting to get old and now there's just no way no way to stop it man i fell asleep watching the vikings game yesterday oh no i was uh, <laughs> it was halftime and i turned a uh, channel to um uh star wars i was watching star wars for a little bit i was yeah. uh, i woke up it was 4 30 and I just being old, man. I can't can't fight it anymore. Yeah, no, that's age gets get gets everybody, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, noticing. Um, uh, while you watch the news, you know the COVID and all that, and I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, the 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 way the South Dakota life is. You know, you guys are just out there, you know, doing your thing, living your life and stuff like that, and the everybody's, you know, where I. Minnesota, you have to wear a mask. You know, every excuse me, all the states around us don't wear masks, and that's it's not really a um, uh, uh, it's hard to hard to put it in words. But uh, can you explain, you know, what you guys go through in South Dakota, even though your numbers are are getting bigger, and you know, the COVID is becoming a really, you know, well, like up until recently, like um, well, here in Sioux Falls, like we have a mask mandate now but they don't enforce it at all. So that like the cops aren't going to come. Like if you refuse to wear a mask or something like that, that like businesses can stop, can like not um, serve you or mm -hmm. whatever, decide not, they don't want you in their business. And, it, and then if you start shit, then the cops will come, but it's nothing enforced. Whereas like um, if you go to Walmart, they're not going to kick you out if you're not wearing a mask, they'll ask you to wear a mask, but they're not going to be like, you need to get the fuck out of here if you're not wearing a mask. Um, which, I mean, I was just in Walmart like an hour ago and there's plenty of people walking around in there without masks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, if we didn't have to wear masks, like, uh, I probably wouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I don't like, I, there's a lot of stores that I go into now that I don't wear masks in, but then I'm always the guy that everybody's like getting, they're just looking at me like, really? And I'm. <laughs> I'm like, my my bad. I'm sorry. I can't give you something I don't have. But fucking, um, 
I don't know. I, I wear it now just to more, more make other people comfortable and so I don't get the fucking death glares every time I go somewhere or something like that. But if I'm just running in, uh, you know, to a store, like the, the gas station or something like that, I'm not putting a mask on. But like if I'm in Walmart or I'm grocery shopping or something like that, then I'll throw it on just because I feel like I'll be in there for an extended period of time. And I don't want, I don't want those, those looks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, um, uh, it, it's come, well, since March, you know, I, I work in uh, chemical health and it's required that I have to wear a mask every day. And it took like months to get used to it. You know, my yeah. skin was breaking out and you know, my glasses fogging up and I couldn't get comfortable or anything. But now it's to a point now where I, I wear it at home sometimes. I, I don't even realize it. It just becomes, um, I got, I got to a point, uh, now that I'm getting older, I'm getting like, uh, uh, ornery and stuff. I don't like, you know, being a friendly, out, you know, out there guy. Like I used to be when I was younger, wearing my hood everywhere I go. But now the mask, it gives me an extra layer of, uh, yeah. you know, don't, don't bother me, you know, get the hell away from me. I'm not like that all the time, but it's just getting older, you know. You the the it can't really um, get through all the bullshit anymore because you never know who's who's being real, and then somebody talking behind your back after you leave, and it's just so I don't even want to bother with that. And but you know the whole mask thing is is it's uh, become a, a almost a comfort for me now, like another shade. Yeah. Well, mask I suppose, another mask to hide behind. But um, I actually did. Uh, uh, come down with coronavirus in October and I was uh, fortunate enough to be asymptomatic. And the thing about that is um, it stressed me out right away because, you know, what if I got my kids sick? What if I got my wife sick or my parents, you know, or my sisters? And that's what, what, what uh, got to me the most, you know, but once after I got, got past that and then I was in isolation for 10 days and that's what really, you know, the, the mental health aspect, I started understanding about that. And I don't know if um, I'm also, I'm also start, starting to get on that side where, you know, hurry up and get it. And then you'll be not immune, but, you know, like, shit, man, if Donald Trump can survive the coronavirus and Chris Christie, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. that just being, you know, being, being silly, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was my coronavirus story. And I see, um, uh, crime spree. He's yeah. looks like he's having a, having a battle over there. huh? Having a hell of a time, man. Like he'll, he'll probably never be the same. Like fucking, um, he doesn't have coronavirus anymore, but he's been in the hospital for probably going on two months now, as far as like, um, he got it and then his lungs don't want to kick back in. So he's on a machine. And I, I just went up and visited him on Saturday. He was saying that like they might, he might just have to be on oxygen like for the rest of his life, just like carrying around one of those fucking things. So <clears throat> seeing him go through what he's going through made me take it a little bit more seriously or whatever. Um, Cause he was, yeah. I mean, we, me and him, I mean, we went all over the fucking place together. We went to Vegas and you know did all kinds of shit while this was going on and never had any issue. And he said that he went to IHS in Flandreau and then uh, they told him, you know, he had to get tested or whatever. And then they told him he had coronavirus and he said he didn't even mm. like have symptoms. He was like, no, I don't or whatever. And then he went home and then like he had to isolate for whatever it was. And then he said like two, three days after they told him he had it, that's when he started getting really sick. Um, 
and to the point where, you know, he had to go to the hospital and he was in ICU, you know, for a couple of weeks and stuff. And he's still in the hospital now, but mm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's, you know, that's eye opening, you know, somebody, you know, and uh, somebody that's suffering from it and you know, the, the after effects, you know, cause they say some of the people will, you know, like you said, probably never be the same, you know, even though, yeah. even though me, I'm like probably, uh, the unhealthiest person you know i got diagnosed with a uh, type 2 diabetes last year and you know that uh, bronchitis i was fighting just about all summer and i thought you know for sure it would have put me in but it's just you just never know you know it's a tricky tricky virus and you just never know what's what's gonna happen man and, yeah man it's nuts like i try to go to the gym a couple times a week and uh like I listen to Joe Rogan all the time or whatever. And early on in the, when it started probably in like April or May or something like that, he was saying that people need to start taking these vitamins like C and D and stuff like that. So I went out and got, you know, uh, yeah, zinc and uh, vitamin B, vitamin D and it started just including that into my regimen. So now I have like this big, like fucking vitamin shit that I take every fucking day. Um, in my, I have a little pill counter container thing. So I, you know, I make sure I fucking take it every day and I don't know if that helps or not, but I mean, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better, I guess anyway. So. Yeah. One of the, um, I had a cousin message me on uh, Facebook and she's a, a doctor and she told me that, you know, being that I have so many kids at home, you know, the, with all the germs they bring home and that help my build up my antibodies. And that's probably one of the things that, probably save my life and yeah just uh one of the things you never know man you know dirty little kids are <laughs> saving my life you know <laughs> yeah 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 it's important i feel like to at least be active um you know i mean i, I drink a lot and i'm fucking overweight and stuff so i feel like if i did get it it would probably not be good for me you know so um but yeah i don't know i do my best i suppose yeah yeah. <clears throat> anyway, well, getting away from, getting on the the cool side. Um, I was talking to uh, uh, I forgot what I was talking to, but um, we're talking about you know artists um struggling with the coronavirus. You know, a lot everybody's gigs got canceled, and you know, uh, a lot of people's livelihoods they have to look elsewhere for work. And it, like the first time in years, some a lot of these artists had to go out and find a real job, and you know. I was fortunate enough to uh, get hired as soon as everything was shut down. And then you yourself, you've been, you've been working pretty steadily and I yeah. don't know if, uh, uh, how the, how the um, coronavirus has affected your, your hip hop career. Well, it's definitely, <clears throat> I mean, I think I've only performed like maybe like three shows this year. Like I did a, a show <clears throat> with Mac lethal in like March. And I think that was the last like real show that I've done. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in Rapid City next weekend for a couple of shows now. I don't know how that that's gonna go, but we'll see. But yeah, it's been super slow this year. I haven't really done anything, um, even like recording wise. I haven't really music. I just really haven't done much musically at all this year. So mm-hmm. yeah, the one thing I uh, <clears throat> I enjoyed about um, one of your projects you did was it last year? A couple of years before that was your. Uh, your urban Indians podcast with uh, you, Shar Green, and then Crime Spree, and uh, with with Robert, and yeah, um, 
is there any chance of it coming back or like you said before you're going to do your own and call it the the dirt bag files and i've been waiting to listen to episodes of that you know your uh story time with uh gabe those are pretty exciting on uh, facebook there yeah when those fucking um we were on like lockdown and, and like the bars weren't open and you couldn't do anything so i'd just be sitting here like you know having a few drinks by myself and be like well, I can't even go fucking see anybody. I'm just going to talk shit to people on, on Facebook or whatever. Um, but yeah, I want to, I've been mean, I, like I said, I've been like totally slacking on everything this year, just being lazy. But uh, yeah, uh, the, the Dirtbag Chronicles, I want to get into that. I feel like next year, um, <clears throat> even though next year is like three weeks away or whatever, but I'm going to get serious into, um, before I had, I had like relied on other people for all this stuff and relied Robert had the studio, my music stuff. I, I worked out of a studio called cat house studios that closed Robert closed his stuff. So I was too used to doing, to go in other places, you know what I mean? To do my creative stuff. And so I, ne- I didn't, just didn't have the equipment or the means to do it by myself. And so once cat house closed, it sort of like killed my drive for like everything that closed. And then, like, literally, like, three weeks later, like, is when all the bars closed and everything was shutting down for fucking COVID. And so those two things combined just sort of just killed my motivation to just do anything, really. Um, but now I'm backing it up. I, I, I got a couple songs written and stuff. I just need a place to go record them. Um, but I think next year or coming up after the holidays, I'm going to just start putting together, like, a home studio and getting, like, all the stuff I need to do, like a podcast at home, like how we did the, the Urban Indians podcast, but be more uh, dirtbaggish, I guess. Tell, <laughs> tell all war stories. <laughs> yeah, there are quite a few that I, I really enjoyed there. And I don't know how, um, uh, you know, these political correct times, but, you know, that never bothered you before. You just, that's just who you are. You say what you want to say and people are... People are receptive to, uh, <laughs> to your stories, and that's what I, that's what I respect about you. You just tell it like it is, and people, people uh, enjoy it coming from you because you know because you are, I suppose, a dirt bag. <laughs> I'm a well-known dirt bag. So only thing now is like my mom's on Facebook, so I've had to like tone uh, it the past couple months. So I'm like, well, shit, my mom's gonna see this, so I gotta. But she she knows too. She knows I'm a piece of shit too. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah i remember we i went down there uh did a show with you at the icon and brought randy down and sitting in your suite and uh who was it it was maniac and uh bud holly and uh b they were just going off on each other you were jumping <laughs> in there and i was i was so hilarious man if we had that recorded that would have been like a, a legendary roast session I- podcast too is just just have everybody i mean we all just talk mad shit to each other and you know like i seen a meme earlier today like you know natives aren't really friends with you if they're not making fun of you or like you know talking shit so it's like that's how i feel like if if, if i feel like i'm gonna offend you then i i feel like we can't really be friends because you know we just talk shit to each other it's not like in a mean way it's just like hey that's my bro we're gonna just talk shit to each other and i'll talk shit to him he'll talk shit to me and you know it's just what it is <laughs> yeah that's a, a level of uh comfort being with bros where you can just go off on each other and <laughs> yeah. part of 
part part of life, man. The best part of life. So, so what do you have coming up? You know, you just mentioned you're starting your uh, own studio and any, I was going to mention, I remember um, <clears throat> you said one time you would be uh, uh, looking to, to step into the comedy game. You know, I've told you before you, you'd make a pretty good comedian because your, your way of telling stories and you're just, uh, you're a, uh, 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 pleasant presence to be around and people are really receptive to you with uh so maybe maybe try that next year it's something i've always wanted to do man it's something i've always wanted to do but like i feel like i'm a i don't know i feel like i'm a coward when it comes to that like i need to i need to just get out there and do it or at least build like two three minutes of like an act just like maybe like one of my stories and just build it out perfect it and then start because they have open mics here in sioux falls all the time Mm-hmm. Uh, just do just go tell my story or whatever and see where it goes but I, I don't know I'm too I don't know self-conscious maybe or just scared to step in that arena but I, I want to do it I think it'd be fun but yeah yeah that's the the toughest thing is is getting started you know I've want like you like just like yourself I wanted to do it for years since I was a kid man and I just never really you know, living up in Red Lake and there's not really many opportunities for that. And I just decided to do it. They had a, um, uh, a talent showcase or something out of college and just figured, shit, I was 33 years old and all right, let's see what, see what I got, man. Fuck my jokes are shit, but I got a couple laughs and that, that's all it took, man. You just, um, yeah. build from that, you get that, get that rush from the crowd, man. Yeah. That's man. Yeah. It's such a good feeling. It's like, even when I perform, I try to just talk shit and say like stupid shit between songs and stuff to make people laugh. So I think maybe that's as close as, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's something I want to do, but I don't know. We'll see if I get the guts to do it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice to have you on the road. You can, you know, have create your own battle stories. Cause you know, that's the thing about comedy, man. Uh, uh, the more you bomb, the more you learn. And it's, you'll have war stories. I got a lot of, I was thinking about that when I did uh, a Christmas show for my tribe. And, yeah. Um, 45 minutes. I just ate shit for 45 minutes straight, man. <laughs> Nobody was paying attention. They yeah. called me up. Um, they called me up to the stage. Yeah, hey, local comedian, whatever, whatever. And and uh, the food line is starting, so everybody wants to get in line. It's like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Nobody was paying attention, but did my 45, got my check, and I left, man. Like, <laughs> right yeah. like they don't even know how to set up uh something like that man but yeah as long as i got paid i suppose <laughs> right yeah it's such sometimes like i'll we'll do shows like that man where like fucking one time i went and did a show i think it was at um it's that college in bismarck united tribes or whatever the fuck we went up there and we did a show and they literally had us on like a fucking boom box like, i was like are you fucking kidding me right now? Like you expect us to perform on a fucking boom box with like a karaoke mic. I drove like nine hours to get here. Like what the fuck? So then I just got a fucking like me and maniac. We're just like in an hour, this is going to be over. Like fucking just get it over with and let's go enjoy the fucking night. <laughs> you know, fucking terrible. Yeah. You just got to do that sometimes, man. <laughs> Jump in and enjoy, man. But yeah, all right, man. I think that's all I got. You got any uh, last words or anybody uh, where they can look you up? Uh, what you got going on? 
Yeah, add me on Facebook. Um, I don't really use Twitter like at all, um, but it or subscribe to my YouTube page, uh, Night Shizzle. Uh, Facebook's Night Shield or no Night Shizzle. Remember, I lost my fucking page, so um, I just start the new one, Night Shizzle, and then uh, yeah, Instagram, Snapchat at Night Shield, all that stuff, and start working on a new album called Wiens and Mazaska uh, pretty soon here. Hopefully, have that in the. Uh, summer to fall of next year all right man hopefully uh we we can all get back on the road and get back to uh, as close as normal as possible yeah hell yeah man appreciate you having me on all right man. yeah thanks it was it was an honor the honor was all over here but, uh, <laughs> all right thanks all right, man, man.